faster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. President Biden suggested outside the White House that high caliber weapons should be banned following a trip to Uvalde, Texas, where 21 people were gunned down last week. Gun violence at schools, including injuries and deaths, reached a record high last year, according to an analysis by The Washington Post. The NRA has reelected a staunch gun rights advocate and longtime CEO Wayne LaPierre for another term. Canada is moving to enact sweeping gun control legislation, moving to make the sale of handguns illegal and put a national freeze on firearms. French food manufacturer is preparing to fly hypoallergenic baby formula into the U.S. It's all part of an effort to ease the shortage. President Joe Biden Monday took aim at nine millimeter handguns outside the White House. Upon his return from a trip to Uvalde, Texas, he appeared to suggest the high caliber weapons should be banned. Biden said the shootings in Uvalde were palpable and unnecessary. Asked if he would act on gun legislation, the president said he has been motivated all along. I think there's a realization on the part of rational Republicans, and I consider McConnell a rational Republican, and Corning is as well. Um, I think there's a recognition in their part that the Navy can't continue like this. We can't do this. The president ruled out the possibility of issuing an executive order on gun control, saying, I can't dictate this stuff. The president and first lady were booed when they arrived in Uvalde. 21 people gunned down last week at the Robb Elementary School. The gun Peyton Gendron, the gunman Peyton Gendron, was shot and killed by law enforcement. The Washington Post has traced how many children have been exposed to gun violence during school hours, dating back to the 1999 Columbine High School Massacre. In 2021, there were 42 more than any other year since at least 1999. And this year to date, there have been at least 24 acts of gun violence on K-12 through campuses during the school day. The Post account now stands at more than 311,000 children at 331 schools affected. 185 children and educators have been killed, 369 hurt. Kiki Liba is a Columbine survivor who continues teaching English at the school, and he spoke to CNN about his feelings about the Uvalde shooting. It's just horrific. It's uh, it's sickening. Um, uh, it's just a uh, moving between sadness and, and anger uh, and just outrage that this continues to happen. The federal government does not track school shootings. The Post pieced together its numbers from things like news articles, open source databases, law enforcement reports, and calls to schools and police departments. Meanwhile, the National Rifle Association's board of directors re-elected longtime CEO Wayne LaPierre on Monday. LaPierre's term was extended for another year at the group's annual meeting in Houston. His appointment comes amid renewed pressure from gun control supporters following the Uvalde shooting and internal frustration about the NRA's operations. Here's LaPierre at the NRA convention over the weekend. If we as a nation 
were capable of legislating evil out of the hearts and minds of criminals who commit these heinous acts, we would have done it a long time ago. LaPierre defeated former Republican Representative Alan West in a 54 to 1 vote to serve as the organization's CEO and executive VP. At the organization's annual meeting last weekend, a group of NRA members also passed a resolution signaling their support for LaPierre's leadership. Canada has moved to make the sale of handguns illegal, this under a sweeping new bill. It was introduced in Ottawa Monday in the wake of the Uvalde, Texas, school shooting. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced a national freeze on firearms in the country. He referenced increased homicides in Canada and alluded to recent mass shootings south of the border. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. Trudeau said people should be free to go to the supermarket, their school, or their place of worship without fear. The legislation is all but assured to be approved by Canada's parliament. It's expected to be enacted this fall. The country has already unveiled plans to ban 1,500 types of military-style firearms and implement a mandatory buyback program of high-capacity weapons. French food giant Danone is to send the equivalent of about 5 million bottles of specialist infant formula right here to the United States. This is all part of a broader push to alleviate shortages of hypoallergenic formulas. Danone says that about a half million cans of specialized medical formula made by its nutrition business will be flown into the U.S. in the coming weeks. Stephanie Esposito is the mother of an eight-month-old. She told Fox 5 about the struggles she's been facing finding the right formula. My husband went to six different stores. We found one at the CVS in like Scotch Plains. And I reached out to all my family members. I posted on my Facebook page, like any, anybody, if you see it, let me know. I'll travel. Danone said the formula will come from its factory in Liverpool, England. Baby formula, of course, been in short supply for months, partly because of supply chain issues caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Product recalls and a production halt by Abbott Laboratories exacerbated the shortages. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny today are high up to 91. Some light winds, 8 to 10 miles per hour. Mostly cloudy skies overnight. The low dips to 64 with a 20% chance of showers. Clearing for tomorrow, partly sunny skies. A bit cooler, the high 66. Pretty much a steady temperature around 66 with a 20% chance of showers after 2 p.m. tomorrow. Right now, 75 clear skies here in the Big Apple. President Biden Monday said that gun rights are not absolute, referring to the Second Amendment. Biden claimed that ordinary American citizens couldn't buy cannons when the Second Amendment was drafted. The president took another swipe at extremist gun supporters after the Texas school massacre. He said there is no good reason for law-abiding citizens to buy assault weapons with high-capacity ammunition. Second Amendment is not absolute. When it was passed, you couldn't own a you couldn't own a cannon you couldn't own certain kinds of weapons it's just always been limitations 
Biden remarked that he thinks things have gotten so bad that everybody's getting more rational. In Congress, a bipartisan group of senators talked over the weekend to see if they can reach even a modest compromise on gun control legislation following a decade of mostly failed efforts. And among the things being considered are encouraging state red flag laws to keep guns away from those with mental health issues. An orphaned daughter of Irma Garcia, the slain Texas teacher whose 50-year-old husband, Jose, died of a heart attack two days later, has penned a moving tribute, saying her late parents' names will never be forgotten. 15-year-old Liliana added the message during the weekend to the growing memorial for the 19 children and two teachers killed in Uvalde, where a cross had been placed for her father. Reverend Eduardo Morales paid tribute to the couple while speaking to ABC News. They were good people. They were good church-going people, you know, always willing to help, always looking to see what, what they could do to be there for, for the community, not only their, their children. And, and I hope that we remember how giving they were, how loving they were. 48-year-old Irma Garcia was gunned down alongside fellow fourth-grade teacher Eva Morales, who was 44 and 19 other students last Tuesday, when 18-year-old gunman Salvador Ramos stormed Robb Elementary School. The couple had four children, Christian, age 23, Jose, age 19, Alessandra, age 13, and Liliana, who's 15. A new audio from the Texas School Massacre published Monday captures a police dispatcher telling officers how a terrified student reported that he was in a room full of victims. The chilling recording is heard in a video obtained by ABC News. It shows police responding to the May 24th shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde that killed 19 children and two teachers. The video has no obvious timestamp. It is unknown at what point during the 78-minute-long shooting the recording was made. In the video, police officers can be seen at a distance helping children escape the school through an open window. The clip has not been independently verified by the New York Post. Police in Uvalde have been roundly criticized for waiting to breach the room where the 18-year-old shooter, Salvador Ramos, had locked himself in with several students, falsely believing that Ramos had barricaded himself in alone and was no longer a threat to students. Children hiding in that room made a series of harrowing 911 calls as well. The calls were taking place until moments before Ramos was killed. An attack thwarted in Cape Coral, Florida. Authorities on Monday released the mugshot and arrest footage of a 10-year-old boy accused of threatening to shoot up his school. The sheriff's office posted video to Facebook showing Daniel Isaac Marquez, a fifth grader at Patriot Elementary School in Cape Coral, being arrested Saturday. Lee County Sheriff Carmine Marcino. The sheriff isn't playing games. I don't play games with lives. Fake threat real consequence. The teen allegedly text messaged the threat forwarded to deputies by a tipster on May 28th. Arsino said the 10-year-old allegedly told a friend in a text message about wads of cash and to get ready for him to carry out the mass shooting. Daniel then shared an image of four assault rifles he said he bought and told his buddy to get ready for Water Day, referencing a recent school-sponsored event in which students participate in water activities. The boy ended up being charged as a juvenile with making a written threat to conduct a mass shooting, according to the sheriff. 
President Joe Biden has said that the U.S. will not supply Ukraine with rockets that can reach into Russia. It's an attempt to ease tensions with Moscow over the potential deployment of long-range missiles with a range of 185 miles. We're not going to send to Ukraine rocket systems that can strike into Russia. Ukraine is losing ground, meanwhile, in the battle for the eastern Donbass region. Kiev wants multiple launch rocket systems, MLRS, to offset Moscow's increasingly effective use of long-range artillery. Denmark and the Netherlands could become the latest European countries to have their deliveries of Russia's natural gas cut off. On Monday, Danish energy company Orsted and Dutch gas trading firm Gastera warned Russia could turn off the taps as soon as today because they had refused to make payments in rubles just weeks after Moscow did the same to Poland, Bulgaria and Finland. Back in April 1, Russian President Putin threatened to cut off oil and gas contracts that did not pay Russia for their energy exports. If these payments are not being accomplished, we would consider it as buyers' failure to meet their commitments with all the relevant consequences. Nobody sells anything to us for free. Neither are we going to do charity work. That means the current contracts would be brought to a halt. 77 WABC time check 515. Let's head over to Justin Ellick with sports. Hey, Justin. Hello, Deb. Thank you very much. I am Justin Ellick. Here with your early news sports update. These 2022 New York Rangers just refused to die, outlasting another playoff opponent in a seven-game war of a series, this time besting the Eastern Conference one-seed Carolina Hurricanes. There was no disputing the fact that over the course of this series, the Blue Shirts were an inferior team on the road. But you couldn't tell the players that during Game 7 in Carolina last night as a 6-2 Rangers thrashing of the Canes killed the credibility of the notion that the youngest team in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs don't belong among the final four teams. Mr. Ranger Chris Kreider did what he does best on the power play, putting the rags up too early with this nifty tip in front of the net. Boxer tries to vanish yet again and a goal! Tipped in by Kreider! Another power play goal for New York and a 2-0 lead, eight minutes in. That call courtesy of ESPN. Crowder would add a second early in the third frame to make the score 4-0, but the story for the Rangers was the best goaltender in the world. Igor Shesterkin, 36 saves for the inevitable Vizina Trophy winner. Kept momentum on New York's side all night long, and now the Blue Shirts will click, quickly get back to neutral during an off day today before the puck drops on the Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Over to the Diamond now, as just the Mets were in action last night with the Washington Nationals in town, Starling Marte and Nick Plummer each homered and registered four RBI en route to a 13-5 Metropolitan's win. Colin Holderman gets the win for the Orange and Blue with Eric Fetty grabbing the loss for the Nats. Game two of their three games set with Washington is set for tonight at 7.10 p.m. Eastern time. That'll be Trevor Williams going up against Washington left-hander Patrick Corbin. The Yankees are back on the field tonight as well as they're set to indulge in a three-game series with the Angels coming into the Bronx tonight at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. That'll be left-hander Jordan Montgomery going up against Noah Syndergaard. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with the Early News Sports Update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today are high up to 91. Light winds, 8 to 10 miles per hour. Mostly cloudy overnight, the low 64 with just a 20% chance of showers. Partly sunny skies tomorrow. Cooler, the high 66 with a 20% chance of showers 
after 2 p.m. Right now, 75 clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano, standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning to kick off a holiday-shortened trading week. Wall Street tapped last week with the Dow Jones gaining 575 points at Friday's close. The S&P 500 rose 100 points and the Nasdaq jumped 390 points. Brent crude, the international oil benchmark, has surpassed $120 a barrel, reaching a two-month high as gasoline and diesel fuel prices continue to rise. The U.S. oil benchmark West Texas Intermediate also rose, reaching more than $116 a barrel. The price spike comes at a time when demand in the United States is expected to rise with the start of the summer driving season and European leaders trying to reach agreement on a Russian oil embargo. The United States has regained a coveted speed crown in computing with a powerful new supercomputer in Tennessee, a milestone for the technology that plays a major role in science, medicine, and other fields. According to the New York Times, Frontier was declared to be the first to demonstrate performance of one quintillion operations per second, a billion billion calculations in a set of standard tests used by researchers to rank supercomputers. The U.S. Department of Energy several years ago also pledged $1.8 billion to build three systems with that exascale performance, as scientists call it. The FDA is investigating a potential link between a hepatitis A outbreak and fresh organic strawberries. The FDA with the CDC, the Public Health Agency of Canada, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, and state and local partners said the strawberries were branded as Fresh Campo and HEB and purchased between March 5th and April 25th. The potentially affected strawberries are now past their shelf life The FDA said, but people who froze them for later use should not eat them. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures, the Dow's down 93 points. The S&P 500 down nine and three quarter points. NASDAQ is up a quarter of a point. Gold down $3 an ounce at $1,854.30. Crude oil up $3.86 a barrel this morning at $118.95. It's the WABC Early News. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. Well, over the holiday weekend, more than 10 people were either shot or stabbed on Saturday and Sunday in New York City. And then early Monday, multiple people shot in separate incidents. No arrests have been made in any of the shootings as of yesterday morning. New York City residents told PIX11 that the violence could happen anywhere. It's a scary reality that it can happen to anyone at any time and uh you you can't let it inhibit your life but it's always a fear that isn't uh necessary a man was shot in the chest during a dispute on jamaica avenue in woodside over in east harlem a 52 year old man was shot in the elbow during a fight on madison avenue in brooklyn a man was shot in the foot during an argument at the low house nycha complex on sackman street the first two shooting victims in stable condition at hospitals, the third police say did not cooperate with them and to combat crime during the next few months. Several community organizations on Friday launched the Safe Summer Initiative. The U.S. Supreme Court expected to shortly issue its first major Second Amendment opinion in more than a decade. The conservative majority court expected to rule on a pending dispute over New York State's tight limits on the concealed carry of handguns. Experts said that while it's unclear just how broadly the Supreme Court would rule, the restrictive New York law is likely to be invalidated. Here's New York Governor Kathy Hochul. 
As long as the illegal guns are out there somewhere, they find their ways to the streets of New York as well. The decision could have ramifications for gun control efforts all across the country. The justices are expected to hand down an opinion as soon as next week, but no later than late June or early July. The debate, of course, over gun control issues has, of course, intensified as a result of two recent mass shootings that shattered communities in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. Two teens have been reported missing in just the last week. One is in Queens and the other in Brooklyn. 13-year-old Shania Moore of Queens last seen leaving her River Road home around 8.30 a.m. on Wednesday. She left home in a black shirt, black shorts, and black shoes. 15-year-old Reginald Sanders of Brooklyn was last seen at his Bradford Street home around 11 a.m. Last week, officials said he was left wearing a black camouflage coat, light blue jeans, black and white sneakers, and a blue backpack. Police have asked for help finding these two missing teens. Anybody with information has to contact the NYPD. You can submit tips to police by calling Crime Stoppers at 1-800-577-TIPS-8477 or by visiting Crime Stoppers online, nypdonline.org. New Jersey's acting attorney general wants to make a change to police arrest practices in New Jersey. Acting Attorney General Matthew Pitkin thinks police in most instances should no longer arrest people with municipal court bench warrants with bail amounts of $500 or less. Bench warrants are most often issued to individuals who do things like failure to appear for a municipal court hearing or pay money that they owe. The plan, similar to Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's memo about deciding not to seek bail for certain offenses. Here's Bragg back in January. We've all seen the story of the person who's uh, on their eighth arrest, and people say, well, how'd this happen? How'd that assault happen? Well, there were seven prior times with that person struggling with addiction or mental health. We didn't connect that person to services. This is going to make us safer. It's intuitive. It's common sense. I don't understand uh, the pushback. Those finding themselves before the municipal court have often violated things like traffic laws, local ordinances, or committed low-level offenses like shoplifting. Pittman of New Jersey explained in his announcement, which was last Friday, instead of arrest an individual with a bench warrant, Pitkin is asking officers to issue them a new court date. And this rule applies to anyone with a bench warrant for $500 or less. There remain hundreds of thousands of outstanding bench warrants in the state of New Jersey. Well, that is a sound from the apartment of a far rockaway Queens tenant that a landlord has tried but failed to evict for years. Neighbors are in fear and refuse to make complaints. Landlord Matthew Hainan said his two-year struggle to evict 64-year-old Anna-Marie Hosang have failed despite his detailed accounts of many grievances against the tenant. He blames New York City's liberal system citing a COVID relief program that is aimed at preventing workers who've lost their jobs from being evicted. The woman allegedly threw a fire extinguisher at the building's superintendent, held barbecues indoors that filled the hallways with smoke and played loud music for as long as 20 hours. The woman owes some $40,000 in back rent after she stopped paying in April of 2020. Two of the city's borough presidents are trying to team up to help hundreds of low-income New Yorkers who have been dragged into eviction court 
various proceedings without legal representation. Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine and Bronx Borough President Vanessa Gibson say tenants being forced to represent themselves in housing court is unfair due to the pandemic backlog of eviction cases that are overwhelming public defenders. They say it undermines the city's right to counsel law. They wrote this original law, the right to counsel bill, while they served in the city council. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Sunshine today are high up to 91 light winds. Mostly cloudy overnight, the low 64 with a 20% chance of showers. Partly sunny day tomorrow, much cooler, the high 66 with a 20% chance of rain in the afternoon. Right now, 75 clear skies. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. Do the bumps of dime in your prime. Then you. The lyrics of two iconic songs are up for sale right now. The folks over at Moments in Time are selling Bob Dylan's original handwritten lyrics to his 1965 hits, Like a Rolling Stone and Mr. Tambourine Man. The lyric sheet for Rolling Stone carries a price tag of $1.3 bucks. The words Tambourine Man are listed at 425000 bucks. And Bob Dylan scribbled the lyrics actually on parchment paper. Dylan sold the lyrics to a private collector over a decade ago, and now the collector has listed them for sale through Moments in Time. They're up on their website. And if you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.